Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back with episode 46. Six. Thank you. <laughs> and book 43. Woo. Hard choices. <laughs> and um, we know that you've all been dying for a book about Edith and her grandma and your prayers have been answered. Everyone loves a grandparent storyline. Who does it? <laughs> There's nothing more exciting. We can tell you right now there will not be a boat exploding twice in this one. <laughs> Sadly, no. But if there had been, we wish that Edith's grandmother had been honest. <laughs> As Holly Shortall would say, deserved. <laughs> Very deserved. And I've got to say that the cover is the best thing about this book. It actually is. I love this cover. Yeah, really? <laughs> but we will tell you all about it after we have some taglines and blurbs. Okay. So, Karen, um, can yeah. you share the cover tagline? On the front we've got, will Enid's life ever be the same? Well, yeah. Mm. No spoilers. But <laughs> yes, probably will. On the back, no life of her own. Ooh. Well, that's kind of what happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Enid Rollins can hardly wait for her grandmother to come live with her and her mother. But when she arrives, Enid is dismayed that the kind, sprightly woman she remembered is now burdensome and demanding. Because Enid's mother works long hours and is often out with her boyfriend, Enid finds herself making all sorts of sacrifices to please her grandmother. She skips school events and even stands up her best friend, Elizabeth Wakefield. What? Oh my God. What? But worst of all. That would be the worst of all. I know, yeah. Worst of all, she never has any time for her boyfriend, Hugh. It's beginning to look as if Enid may have to say goodbye to someone she loves. Da, da, da. Sounds like she's going to murder someone. <laughs> night, night, grandma. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so, well, I mean, the cover, this makes, this makes the book sound way more dramatic than it is. By the way. It really does. And the cover is pretty good, I think because of Enid's truly spectacular blush. It's 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 quite the look. Mm. Yeah. Please describe. So yeah, it's, it's just Enid... On her own. She's got her, her own cover all to herself. Yes. <laughs> With no stupid Wakefields taking focus. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she there's actually a door in the background, which is yeah. our first hint of background in a couple of books. Is it like an interior door? I she went guess. outside the house? Oh, maybe. Mm. Yeah, so she's um, standing, she's holding like a bouquet of flowers. Yes. And she's giving some very serious side eye. Very serious. Enid looks pissed off. She looks kind of cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah, much cooler than she actually is. Oh, God. Um, and much cooler than she has looked before. True, yeah. And her but hair is... Her, her hair is... It's, it's fl- everyone has just fluffy, feathery hair. Like, that's mm. just how they roll. It's 1997. <laughs> yeah, she's got a wispy fringe. Um, yeah, as you say, loads of blusher. Oh. Uh, and she's wearing this kind of... It's like a, <laughs> oh It looks God. like velour, kind of. Like a... What would you even call that? Is, is it like a, a velour sweater vest penny? of some sort? Oh, I was thinking of it as being a dress. Maybe. No, maybe it is a sort of a yeah. waistcoat. I don't know what it is, but um, tank top. You can't really see the middle of it because the flowers are in the way. But she's wearing just like a white 
short sleeve t-shirt underneath it. Yeah. It's it's an odd look. It looks like a uniform or something, doesn't it? It does. Oh, do you know what? It kind of looks a bit like a tabard. Yeah. You know, this time last year, we were just we're hanging up our tabards after oh. ca- all the canvassing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it kind of has a bit of a sack-like tabard vibe. <laughs> but velour. Yeah, so oh, <laughs> shiny if kind we of had had velour tabards, we'd have been a sensation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's, she's her, her expression is more sort of, but yeah. she ever actually is in the book. Very much so, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I guess when she's holding these flowers, that would suggest that like she's waiting for the grandmother to come in or something, or yeah. that she's getting the room ready. But she was very excited. She, she looks like stage. she's up to something in this. Yeah. She's got good eyebrows. <laughs> she does actually. Yes, uh, it sort of makes up for her terrible wispy fringe. <laughs> Just about. Uh, so after now we've discussed the dramatic cover, let's mm. dive in with the very annoying book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you know forget anything I might have said about Elizabeth in Switzerland I think this might be the worst book oh God. so far <laughs> actually no Michael and Maria was worse okay yeah just saying something but it begins with Jess impatiently dropping Liz off at Enid's house where Liz is going to help Enid move all her stuff into the attic yes and we get a little reminder. Jessica never wears a watch. The party doesn't start until she gets there. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, that Jess goes off. She's going to collect Liz later. And yeah, Liz is helping Enid move all the books in, up to the attic. Where there are no shelves or like a wardrobe or anything. Yeah, this like, plan is so Edith disorganized. Enid moved into the attic and she's going to have to like hang her clothes off like nails in the wall. And <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, they've stuck her into a garret or something. Like. They really, I literally have her new garret. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and we're told like they can't afford to do much, but like there's which is fair enough. But like the grandmother has supposedly sold her house. I don't think she has. But she doesn't they don't spoiler say that alert she's sold she doesn't it. have it at the end. Oh. Well yeah. So I yeah. Hmm. Anyway, it just it seems uh it didn't make, make we're told it didn't make sense for her to be alone in her big house, but it does make sense for her to come to a really tiny house that's got two bedrooms. I know and, and, and a very small uh, attic. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so she's moving from Chicago where like all, you know, the normal people and also all her friends live yes. <laughs> to stay in Sweet Valley. Where she in a knows tiny nobody. House where she doesn't know anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um so Mrs. Collins comes in with loads of Enid's clothes and this is the moment where they realise where are we gonna put them? Yeah, like, where's all her shit gonna go? <laughs> this is what happens when you make massive decisions. They have not thought this through a week. Yeah. And yeah, they're just gonna bang some nails in. And that's when Jess arrives to collect Liz and Edith's mom urges her to go out with them. Um you know, she needs a bit of a break. And when Liz runs out just to tell Liz to or or tell Jess to Wait a second. Mrs. Rollins is kind of, you know, telling Enid not to kind of get her hopes up because Enid is inexplicably so excited. She's beside herself with excitement. like, And she says, look, you know, now that I find this a bit tricky, it's going to be a big change. We're going to have to be patient. And Enid's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And Mrs. Rollins like, oh, I'm proud of you. Off you go. Mm. So at the Dairy Burger, Jess joins her crew, Enid and Liz get a booth and then Penny comes up to Liz and asks her to proofread some pages for the next issue um, because there's some problem with the typesetter so they're running a bit late. And Liz agrees and she sees an interesting story. Ooh. Can you tell what it is? <laughs> so, yeah, apparently Susan's father, notorious baby abandoner Jackson Croft, <laughs> as he's now known, uh, he's sponsoring a showcase for student documentaries. Mm. So anyone who's interested can have a one hour video shown. So it's pretty good. Yeah, Enid kind of talks Elizabeth into making a documentary because she's so amazing at everything. Yeah, basically. Of course. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that Jackson is trying to make amends for abandoning uh, his pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> I really stick to fuck all about <laughs> yeah. it over the years. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, Liz, Liz has no idea for, you know, a documentary subject. But Edith's like, uh, oh, what about grandparents moving in with kids? And Liz's like, oh, 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 this is so hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's like, first of all, that's really boring, Edith. And so is a book about it. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> God, imagine we had to watch an hour long documentary. <laughs> um, so, Je- uh, Ly- Lila, I'm running through all their names. Mm. I'm like my mother. Just through. running through the sibling <laughs> the names until you get to the right one. Yeah. Um, Yes, Liz is like, oh, oh, and then gazes around at the dairy burger and just looks at all her friends and and colleagues and schoolmates and just thinks how amazing Sweet Valley is. Oh, and that is purely the point of this little little reverie. Um, everywhere Elizabeth looked, she saw friends and familiar faces and a warm glow and pride and happiness washed over her. It always struck her as special that although Sweet Valley was a bustling town, it somehow managed, managed to feel small and friendly at the same time. She loved her hometown. Ugh. Smiling fondly, she rested her chin in her hands and gazed off into space. <laughs> the sweet valley is so fucking brilliant. <laughs> I was like, send her into a trance. <laughs> and Edith's like, oh, I know that look. That's like the Liz Wakefield inspiration look. Oh, and Liz is like, oh, I'm just thinking about how wonderful this place is. <laughs> and um, how it's the best place in the world. And then she goes off to ponder this and wishes Enid good luck. Yes. Nana. So next day, Enid is nervous. She's awaiting the arrival of uh, her mother and Nana. Yeah, she's kind of been faffing around in the house getting everything ready um, for when Nana arrives. And she's also kind of spent most of her allowance on Mm. flowers for her grandmother's room and also for like little heart-shaped soaps that she bought. Fancy soaps for her. Yeah, very 80s. Very fancy soaps. Lavender scented fancy soaps. (laughs) So she's frankly ridiculously excited about Nana being home all the time. And I don't want to sound like, you know, a heartless older person hater. But like, (laughs) is the average 16 year old really excited that they'll be that their Nana will be at home all day and living and, with them, like yeah, and will be there to play Scrabble and go to the movies because eighties teenagers and prematurely aged grandmothers, <laughs> you know, uh, were always like going out on outings together. Yeah, maybe but like, they were. When, but I do um, not think I would have been that. When case. the Wakefield grandparents were coming as well, like Jessica was losing her shit, ridiculously excited. She was fucking giddy at the thought, and it was like, why? I, like, obviously, I love my grandparents too, but yeah. like. Why are you so ridiculously excited? I remember my Nana came to stay when I was a because she broke her collarbone mm. and um, she stayed for a while with us and you know I loved her as well yeah. but she spent all her time comparing us to our cousins oh. and also <laughs> insisting on watching the snooker on Coronation <laughs> Street which none of us were interested in. So you know I don't think I'd have been like oh brilliant yeah. we're going to go on little outings together <laughs> and uh, but I could just be very selfish terrible <laughs> child so <laughs> it is better than me clearly and Nana and uh, Mrs. Uh, Rollins are late and while they're while they're while she's waiting this gives Edith a little chance to ponder the fact that she and Hugh have apparently been going through a little bit of a hard time yeah this unmentioned guy, in the last book for some reason who is this guy <laughs> he's the guy she picked up at a bookshop I think oh my god you're right is yeah because yeah because so. he was in the beach in the last one. Oh, you're right you're right okay he hasn't come out of nowhere but yeah but he goes to um, he goes to Big Mesa High School so yes. he's not around as much because he doesn't live in Sweet Valley that's the downside of going out and catching boys in your butterfly nest 
<laughs> don't know where they're from. They might be from another town. Yeah, no, setting yourself up for problems. <laughs> then where will you be? <laughs> so Nana and uh, Mrs. Rollins arrive, and Mrs. Rollins sort of giving Enid a bit of an like odd look, like she, what's up. She does kind of throw her a look, but Enid, I think, does doesn't really cop it at all. Um. Because when her grandmother gets out of the ca- out of the car, she's like she's super frail and tired, and you can understand her being tired. I guess yeah, after it's a long flight. Journey. I'm knackered after. But a she's flight. just she's not quite the woman that Enid remembered. I guess yes, and you know, given like the generational thing, we know that like the Ned and Alice are in their early forties. Yeah, like she can't be that old. She must be at most the same age as my my when my parents were in their early seventies. Yeah, and you would think she's about ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> like because she's. By the way, she is not. I'm gonna get this out of the way. She has her husband to die that long ago. She's kind of depressed, so I, I'm probably being harsh on her. <laughs> but you would think she was 102 and had yeah. various medical conditions. But she's probably like in her late 60s. Yeah, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with her. No, physically. Um, but you would think. But the way was. she goes out, like my <laughs> my granddad is 97 and he, he drives and has an iPhone. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cop on, <laughs> Mrs. Langevin. <laughs> Um, yeah, if any of my grandparents were alive, they'd be about 110. They were all quite old. They were all quite old. They were yeah. me. But they were all, um, three of them were in their late 30s, sort of early 40s when mm. my, my parents were born. Right, okay. So, yeah, three of my grandparents were like born before 1910. Oh, wow. So, yeah. um, Older than Ireland. I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, they are all dead, unsurprisingly. But yes, you would think they lived to ripe old ages. Mm. And even when they, you know, were in their 80s, they weren't just like, oh. I know, yeah. <laughs> so I think your granddad is the inspiration. Yeah. And um, yeah, Enid is freaked out by this this change because she wasn't always like this. Yeah. And that was like, oh, is the room upstairs? Where else would it be? I know, yeah. She's like, oh, before. do we have to go upstairs? It's like, come on, Nana. <laughs> and then she's shocked by the smallness of the room. She's quite rude, isn't she? Oh my god, she's like, incredibly the first, rude. Like they've, done, they've put all this effort into doing up the room for her, and then she's like, "Oh, it's really small. It's so much smaller than I remembered. Where am I going to put all my things? I brought most of my little treasures with me, and now and kind of trails off, and it's like, uh, you're welcome. What yeah. the fuck, like?" <laughs> forced you to move and also um, Mrs. Rollins is like well you live here now like you can put your stuff you don't you're not like in a care home like, yeah you, you can put, put your stuff wherever like it's around fine. the house yeah um, and she is so passive aggressive oh my god incredibly so and I think passive aggressiveness sends me into a rage <laughs> I, I think it is as my husband said you're just aggressive aggressive <laughs> Just be upfront about it. <laughs> but she's like, oh, don't mind me. I don't want to be any trouble. Oh, man. And then she's like, oh, take these flowers out of the room. I hate pollen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Edith is a bit freaked. And um, her mother, Adele, Mrs. Rollins, says, mm. well, look, and this is actually a fair enough point. And, you know, I am trying to be sympathetic to old Mrs. Laggevin. Yeah. Uh, for such is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she's basically sort of decided she's like an old woman. Yeah. She's moved out of the old house. And Adele's hoping she'll bounce back. Um, and now Enid feels guilty about demanding that she move. It's like, well, it was a very hasty plan. It kind of was, wasn't it? It was very... Um, and yeah, it's kind of a, a ways to go as well, like between yeah. Chicago and California. It's like, like she had a life there and friends. Yeah, I know. It's like, abandon them Leave all your friends behind. Go and live in this Come tiny, tiny us. house. Yeah. Um, so uh, Adele worries, uh, you know, should she cancel her boyfriend, Richard? Because he's meant to be coming for dinner. Yeah, he's coming for dinner to meet her. And now, um, yeah, Adele's kind of like, oh, should I put him off maybe? Because she seems really fucking weird. Yeah. And apparently Richard... Can't wait to meet her. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Doesn't 
true. So um, Adele says she's just going to tell him, like, don't stay long. Yeah. And then an hour later, Nana's all, yoo-hoo, anybody home? <laughs> yeah, and Nina's all excited because she's like, oh, cool, she's back. She's, she's, she's herself again. Self. Yeah. And then they're, uh, but that doesn't last because within a few minutes, uh, Enid and her mother are, say, telling Nana all about how they've been researching all the activities around town and the senior centre. Senior centre sounds really cool. It does. The senior centre is hopping. Like, yeah. <laughs> they have stuff on the whole time. There is loads of activities. Yeah. And, but of course, Nana's like, oh, don't mind me. Oh, I don't want you driving to drive me around town. And uh, and Adele's like, well, why you know, would you not be driving yourself? And she's like, oh, no, I don't want to drive anymore. Yeah, because she's like, you still have your licence. Why don't, you know, we kind of assumed you'd be driving yourself around. But she's like, oh, I don't want to drive around a strange town. Yeah. But like, surely a small town like Sweet Valley is much easier to drive around than like a, a massive, massive fucking city than yeah. Chicago. Like, <laughs> And then when Adele's going to the supermarket, um... You know, it asks her, does she want anything? She's like, oh, do mind me. Oh, Which is all she says. Constantly, yeah. Which is incredibly annoying. And Adele is irritated and yes. goes. And then uh, Enid is like, kind but she's very freaked out actually at this she stage. is she's kind of like who is this woman but yeah um, Mrs. Rollins is kind of like just give her some time she just needs to settle and it's a big adjustment yeah. and you know so far it's like okay I guess this is kind of yeah that's normal yeah. yeah I mean it's it's just because her I mean Nana turns out to be an incredibly rude bitch oh yeah so it's hard to be sorry for even though I know I should be so I apologise but yeah at this point it's kind of like meant to be relatively reasonable I suppose mm. the way she's been it's been a big yeah. change and she's been on a long flight she's yeah. tired and she lost her husband recently yeah well that's so the main so. thing actually yeah. I have to remind myself you know yeah but I'm being really <laughs> judgmental <laughs> so uh, Liz and Jeffrey are at the beach where Liz thinks like I should still keep getting sunburned I've lived in California all my life that's yeah. not how the sun works but also she keeps slathering herself in baby oil so what does she expect <laughs> get the factors 50 out. Know, yeah. so um Jeffrey goes into the waves or swim with Bill Chase while Liz gazes around at the, the lively scene. Yeah, just kind of doing another kind of like spacing out about how wonderful the town is. Yes, because, you know, Jess and Lila are there surrounded by magazines and radios and soda and makeup. That's pretty good. Yeah, they pack <laughs> for the beach, I'll tell you. They certainly do. <laughs> Sandy and Gina doing cartwheels and then Winston trips and pours a bucket of water all over Lila and Jess. Uh, why was he carrying one? I don't know. Who even knows? But Liz loves it all. Then she has inspiration. <gasps> inspiration strikes. <laughs> Can you tell us what inspiration is telling her? She sat up suddenly, <gasps> looking around with growing eagerness. <gasps> Why couldn't she make a documentary about Sweet Valley? That was definitely something she was an expert on. Oh, of course like, it fucking oh, is. How boring. Also, it's like her only subject. Remember when she won that competition <laughs> where Ken stole her story and... and oh yeah, like it was just... Sweet Valley is amazing. It's yeah. the best town ever. It's That's, like... Literally her only creative She has drawing. no original thoughts other than no. Sweet Valley is great. Oh, God damn it. But so Jeff, Jeffrey returns from the waves and she tells him about her plan and like you could film it because you know he's, really, he's a photographer. Yeah. And then she realises Jess could get involved. Yeah, so she decides she can write a script um, that Jessica could then be on camera for. Yeah. And that's what gets Jessica to agree to do it. Oh yeah, because Liz- Jessica immediately is like, oh, I, I can't, I have this thing on with, with Lila until she hears that she'd be on camera. And she's like, oh yeah, actually, I can do that. Yeah, and Lila's like, oh yeah, no, we're not doing that thing yeah. after all. I love when Lila goes along with her nonsense. Yeah. And Liz laughs and like, Jessica, you're a born actress, even though she clearly isn't because it was a very obvious lie. Yeah. It's not even true. Um, so head to the Casa del Wakefield where Liz is occupied, preoccupied while, while Jess plans her on-screen wardrobe. Mm. But 
make it up for lost time with the outfits. And Alice comes in and uh, Liz tells her that she's going to ask Enid to get involved in the scheme because apparently Richard, the aforementioned boyfriend uh, of Adele, works in the local TV station. Yeah. And apparently that's got Enid interested in TV production. Okay. Has it? <laughs> and then there's a really dodgy message where Alice is like oh that sounds great and it goes back to the pool because there's 20 more laps and I can treat myself to an ice cream sundae oh my god Alice just have the fucking ice cream it's don't, be so, terrible, don't be so depressing oh my such god a terrible message <laughs> for kids so um, Liz rings Enid who of course loves the idea of the documentary the Ugh. title of which is fuck's sake she's like how does This Is Sweet Valley grab you? Oh, like, amazing. It doesn't. Please, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> um, so it turns out that Lila has a video camera that she can lend them. Um, so, you know, they're all, they're all ready to go, basically. And Enid has to get off the phone because her nana is calling yes. her because something's urgent. Yeah. But then when she gets to the, she hangs up on Liz and gets to the kitchen, turns out that Nana just is like, oh, where does this pot go? Yeah, she was she emptying the dishwasher or something? Yes, I think so. And she, yeah, she's literally just standing there holding a, a pot and she's like, where does this go? And I was like, really? That, that couldn't have waited. Like. Yes. Uh, and especially as she says, I don't want to be a bother. And a sort of a grateful part of Edith thinks, well, if you don't want to be a bother, why didn't you wait till I got off the phone? Yeah. Which is true. Very true. Isn't an emergency. Mm-hmm. But then she feels guilty. So at six, Richard Cernak, I guess is, I don't know yeah. how to pronounce his name. It's C-E-R-N-A-K. Yeah, Cernak, I think sounds yeah. right. And uh, apparently he, he has been going out with uh, Mrs. Rollins for six months. Yes. And he's grand. He's a nice guy. But Enid just has always felt a bit weird about anybody replacing she's her She's a bit on the fence. Normal. Yeah, she's a little bit on the fence about him. It's not really anything to do with him. No, not so much. It's more just her own kind of feelings about, you know, someone, you know, her dad, I guess. Yeah. Um. But which yeah. is which is normal, but he does seem like a nice enough guy. Yeah, and he comes in and he's really friendly and is making a big effort with old Nana. Yeah, she is so rude. Oh, Nana's a straight up cunt. There is no two ways oh about it. Oh my god, like, she is. She is so vile. rude. Yeah, um, like he just keeps trying to you know ask her questions and be be nice. And there's a bit where he says like. Um, so first of all she gives sort of snotty answers to his yeah. questions and then he's like so how'd you like Sweet Valley so far I think you'd be happy here um, Mrs. Langevin didn't say anything she just stared fixedly at the wall she's so rude that is that mind-blowingly rude yeah and it's bizarre like the way she's she, acting she is like this all night so Mr. Mrs. Rollins comes in while Richard is trying to chat to Nana and asks if he wants a drink and he's like oh yeah thanks uh, bourbon and yeah. then continues trying to talk to Nana, who continues to be obnoxious. She's so mean. And Enid starts thinking, instead of thinking, wow, Nana has no fucking manners. <laughs> she she thinks, well, Nana clearly doesn't like Richard. There must be something wrong with him. Yeah. And then when uh, Richard goes to help Adele in the kitchen, Nana's like, I don't trust him. He must be an alcoholic. He had a drink. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, she's horrible. And then he's like, he orders Adele around. He didn't. Like no, she offered she him offered a drink, him and he a drink. Said yes, yeah, and then continued talking to her mother, you know, <laughs> trying to be nice <laughs> to no avail. And then he was like thinking of things that her mom has done for Richard, you know, now starts to see it in a new light that mm. clearly he's you know, manipulating her, which he isn't. No. And Richard tries to help Nana up when they go into dinner, and she ignores him again. And somehow Enid gets angry at Richard. I know it's really weird it's like your nanny is being really mean to this man for no good reason like but she's just like oh 
yeah, there must be something up with her. <laughs> he's like, clearly shifting it. Oh, it make, this makes really no sense. She's like, yeah, she's outright hostile to him. It's so weird. And cartoonishly rude. And actually, over dinner, she is so rude to him that Enid starts feeling sorry for him. You would think, yeah. yeah <laughs> because he's just... Um, like she'll make he'll make us a, a small talk like a doubt house where you're a champion baker. Miss like Mrs. Langevin <laughs> looks at him coldly, then turned to her daughter. Adele, may I please have the salt and pepper? Like, what is wrong with her? Yeah. And then she just goes, No, she continued, not anymore. Like, oh, oh, so he is just like it's, the atmosphere is terrible. It's very tense and stressful sounding. <laughs> and then he has to go back to work after dinner um, and apologises for, you know, eating and running. Mm. And when he goes, Nana's like, oh, that matters, don't matter. It's a bit rich coming from her. So rich, like, seriously, Nana. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so next day, Hugh arrives to take Enid to do Miller's Point with a cheap date. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's all, oh, I hear there's a good view up there, but I've never seen it. What a charmer. <laughs> uh, he's smooth. But we hear there's been tension between them. Yeah, because they they can only really see each other at weekends. Mm. Um, and like if, if, if either of them has anything else on at the weekend, it kind of starts causing arguments. Yeah, which um, was not shadowed in the pre- foreshadowed in yeah, the previous books. Not so, so much. But yeah, because they, they, you know, sometimes if they want to go to the beach, they plan to go to the beach. She thinks it's going to be Sweet, Valley. Sweet Valley Beach, but he's going to the beach further up north where mm. all his friends are. So yeah, it's kind of slightly awkward. But yeah. he's got a big uh, overnight camping trip coming up with school. Yes, it's in the desert. The following weekend, I don't understand camping in the desert no it sounds horrendous it sounds terrible oh it's nightmares <laughs> like I've been camping but like at festivals yeah. and I've been to the desert and it's fucking it's so hot uh, like how do you camp in the desert <laughs> I like the only desert I've been in is in Jordan and that is like okay you yeah would, you would not camp unless you were an expert oh, like it's I, the hottest I've ever been in my life we did like um, a deadly road trip there a couple of years ago but we went through Death Valley and mm. it was like you got out of the car for like 10 minutes yeah. at the most and then you're straight back into yeah. the air conditioning and you're out of there like, right. it's... and I remember even meeting people afterwards in Vegas and they were like oh yeah we must go camping in Death Valley and I was like what are you <laughs> talking about <laughs> why and how like I just did they live to tell the tale I, I don't wonder. understand it well you know there is a Sweet Valley book where they go to Death Valley oh you're right and Bruce kills a snake with <laughs> bare hands Amazing. I can't like wait that, uh, to get on like to that. Like that Jean-Claude Van Damme film where he oh. punches a snake. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, desert camping. I don't understand it. Well, that's what the big visa that's lads what, are what up, up to. to. Yeah. And she thinks it sounds great. She's, um, she's, I think, is it here? She expresses a bit of concern that you know, will her mother be okay with her going out overnight? She, uh, no, I think she kind of says that it will be fine because oh, she, true, yeah. she knows Hugh and she trusts him and there'll be like a bunch of teachers there. Like it's not like it's just the two of them heading yeah. off. It is actually a school thing. Yeah, very much um, so. Although because it's a school thing you'd wonder why someone's girlfriend from another school would be able to go. I know. Well, there's a lot of plot holes but in anyway, this book. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so uh, he asks about Nana and he was like, oh, it's fine. And they chill out and they read bits of Edward Lear to each other. Mm. How romantic. So they're with the, like the uh, jumblies go to see in a sieve and the owl and the pussycat. They're the most, they're the most romantic poetry you can no, think of. Because it works for them. To each their own. Fair yeah. enough. No, I shouldn't judge. I'm judging enough of this book. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't judge their taste. And We've got a judgmental pants nonsense on. Nonsense verse. <laughs> uh, but then he has to to head off because he's got to help some friends. Yeah, he has he has stuff on that afternoon, and she's like, "But the weekend's the only time we can be together. Like, why would you make plans?" I actually don't blame her for being a bit pissed off. Yeah. Um. And uh, he, she, 
she says like why can't you do this during the week and he's like well they're just doing this today and I can't abandon my friends and uh, it's a bit tense but then things go okay when they you know are okay by the time they're back at the house yeah. they've made up and they sort of apologise to each other but then after Hugh drops her off with a kiss goodbye she looks up at the window and they're like Norman Bates's mother <laughs> is this terrifying silhouette twitching those neck curtains yeah. <laughs> might as well be z- Petro, you know, mummified. God, yeah. So Nana's glaring out the window, looking all disapproving. Oh, scary. So next day, Jessica grumbles that they're having to go to Enid's house to have a meeting of the documentary mm, crew. Yes. And it's it's cause Enid doesn't want to leave Nana alone. And uh, Jess is just being a bit of an arsehole. Yeah. Yeah, any reason to complain. Like. Yes. <laughs> but Enid weirdly told Nana that she could sit in on the meeting. Sick, why? Yeah. It's Six really weird. And... Liz wants to, so this is what happens and they get going and Liz wants to start the uh, documentary with a history of Sweet Valley and Jessica's like, oh, sounds like barrel laughs. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then again, Nana kicks off with a, oh, don't mind me. And then it's like, oh, Ina, it isn't time for my cup of tea. Oh. I can tell you, no able-bodied, healthy <laughs> Irish Nana would be unable to make a cup of tea. Oh my themselves. God, yeah. I mean, they would be up there with that kettle constantly. Imagine, they'd be fucking belting you away from the kettle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the tea, you sit down. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the great divide of the Atlantic. <laughs> and the others feel a bit awkward. Um, and then they're trying to sort of schedule a filming time, but when Enid, they pick a time, and when Enid asks Anna if she minds being home alone for a while, Anna's like, oh no, Oh, but then, as my notes say, she looks like she's going to have a fucking heart attack. Oh, my God. Which she's not going to have, by the way. She's fine. She's yeah, she's grand. But, like, it's so awkward because like, they kind of can't throw out ideas like they normally would because they're all really conscious of the fact that this weird old woman is sitting in <laughs> on their meeting. So they're all kind of slightly on edge. And, and Nana fact, keeps... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, just that Nana's just being so weird and Enid's obviously kind of upset and frustrated about the whole thing. And Nana keeps interrupting to, like, make petty demands. For yeah. Things. So the whole thing, I should say. It's all very weird and awkward. Yeah. yeah. And when they leave, Jess is like, oh, Mrs. Longgevin is a real pain. Come <laughs> on, for once. <laughs> yeah, for once, Jessica's slagging someone off, but like, quite rightly so. <laughs> so we cut to Wednesday, uh, where Liz and Jeffrey are meeting for the first, uh, they're going to get Jessica and go in their first session of shooting. Because yes, Liz is yeah. working on a script. And there's quite a good bit where uh, Jeffrey says, oh, the st- or sorry, Liz says, the star is in the girls' room fixing her makeup. Elizabeth said dryly. Glad to go for Jeffrey, she added, and make sure you you always shoot her from her best side. How about I just shoot her, period, he offered, looking hopeful. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, if only. So they head downtown and Jessica looks at the script and Enid's a bit off and she Liz asks what's up and she tells Liz that ever since Nana saw her ki- kiss Hugh goodnight, she keeps bringing it up. Yeah. And bringing it up to like, to Enid's mother. Like acting like they were somehow up to something shady. Mm, yeah, it's kind of weird. Mm. So they start shooting and Jess is actually good. She is, but it's also weird that, like, if Elizabeth was to make a documentary about Sweet Valley, you'd imagine she'd be talking about, this is where I was kidnapped by a love-struck orderly, <laughs> and this is where Enid's plane crashed, and this is where a boat exploded twice, and this, is, we, where, <laughs> this is where Regina was held hostage at gunpoint and then died from drinking cocaine. It's like, that's your documentary right there. Yeah. But instead it's like, here's the beach, here's yeah. the mall. It's like, are you serious? Very, I, that is a very good point. Like, that's your documentary. There's a lot of drama. 
said this like, time. This is a town where the crazy shit happens. <laughs> Let's <laughs> be aware of that. Yeah. Multiple kidnappings, deaths. Yeah. That is but so no, true. But no, let's walk down the street and talk yep. about the history of Sweet Valley. And it's literally, welcome to Sweet Valley, oh, California. God. It's a small town. A quiet town. No, it's not. not. No, it's not. We've just listed all the shit that goes down there. <laughs> Maybe a lot like your own hometown. No, Absolutely not. God. <laughs> but Sweet Light Valley has a life and a character all of its own. <laughs> and uh, Liz is all proud. Then something amazing happens. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> Emerges in the background. Uh, yeah, Winston has come out. There's like a novelty or like a joke, joke shop, shop yeah. in the background, and <laughs> Winston is just walking out, cool as a breeze, with like a fake arrow through his head, <laughs> and just kind of he's just wandering around looking in shop windows, but eventually sees Jessica and just kind of walks along behind her as she's talking. That is the funniest part. It's that the fact that he's good. also nonchalant, yeah. and Elizabeth and Enid and Jeffrey are trying not to laugh, and uh, people like people are passers-by are watching this and they're all like pointing and grinning and Jessica just thinks they're admiring her. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks around to see what's happening and uh, uh, just starts ranting at Winston. Jeffrey continued to tape Jessica or Jessica's harangue at Winston who maintained a serene smile as he looked innocently up at the sky. Pretty good. This does sound genuinely hilarious. It does, yeah. <laughs> so... Jessica's like Jeffrey, erase this this instant, and of course he pretends to. Yeah, but he's but he we know he's not going yeah. to. Jessica heads to the town hall to interview the mayor. So later at Enid's house, where they're somehow back there again, they laugh all about they're coming in and they're laughing all about the mayor, how he was just as big a ham as Jessica, which I find <laughs> hard to believe. Yeah. And isn't Marie is dad the mayor? Or maybe he isn't at this stage. Mm. That could be later on. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, Nana is napping on the couch. Yeah, so they kind of, they're all like talking and laughing and they walk into the living room and then Nana's asleep on the couch with like a blanket over her and they're all like, oh, shit, we didn't mean to wake you and this is really awkward now. And she's really rude. Oh, as, as usual. usual. <laughs> <laughs> so the others leave straight away and then Nana crosses a line. She sure does. Oh Can my God. Tell us what she does. Gas. So yeah, um, when Enid's kind of apologising, uh, Nana kind of cuts her off and she's like, you know, Enid, I'm not sure your friends are the nicest young people for you to be spending time with. <gasps> and Enid's like, what? She's like, noisy, rambunctious, rather rambunctious. inconsiderate too, I might add, bursting in on me like that. So you were taking a nap in the living room, like. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. then she really fucking crosses the line <laughs> when she says, I didn't want to say anything then, especially that Liz. Hey! She seems very bossy to me ordering everyone around. If you could see our faces. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. But it's also like, oh, Nana's a villain. Yeah. Because you do not talk shit about the Wakefields. <laughs> As Enid thinks, Elizabeth Wakefield was the last person Enid would ever consider bossy. Liz is the sweetest, nicest person in the whole world. Oh, my God. But Nana's having none of it. Oh, it's so funny. It's like she's clearly trouble. Yeah. <laughs> she's giving out about St. Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, I you say, she's clearly a baddie. Yeah. And before Enid can do much defending of her, her friend and idol, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Wallens arrives home. And she wants to talk to um, talk to Enid. So it turns out she's going for dinner with Richard. So yes. can Enid stay home? Yeah. And Enid's just like, uh, well, do we have to keep looking after her? I thought you were dying to spend all your evenings with her playing Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah, like only a book ago, you couldn't fucking wait. Yeah. But she admits that she has nothing else on. So, uh, yeah, her mother's like, well, you're going to be home then, anyway. Yeah, it's fine. And then uh, later at dinner, Nana crosses another line. <laughs> she starts going on about how terrible the documentary uh, is. Basically how it's, you know, 
Enid, it's a big waste of time. Enid <laughs> shouldn't be involved in it. <laughs> I was all alone all afternoon while you were out. And even Enid is like, this isn't fair. And it says, I thought we were going to make our afternoon tea a tradition. Okay. Boil your own fucking kettle, Oh, Grandma. God. Yeah, it's so Normally bad. I'm really sorry for, like, the thought of anybody older being, you know, yeah. isolated or on their own. Oh, sure, yeah. But she is a massive bitch. She's being such a bitch about it. It's like, no. And she's rude to everybody. She is. Um, she's so rude. I know she's it's depressed. I'm crazy. just, I have to keep telling her, trying to make oh, excuses I for know. her. But just let me hate her, listeners. Yeah. Just let me hate just, her. Just give us that. She's a pain in the hole. She is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she's trying to alienate Liz from all, or Enid from all her friends. Yeah, and it's very bad behavior. Yeah, no, it's it's manipulative and nasty. Mm. So the next day, the manipulation has uh, has gone even further. Yeah, because Mrs. Rollins has something to say to Enid. Yeah, but like it's Friday morning, so she comes to her that it's, morning yeah, to say that she can't go on the camping trip. That with, evening. With you. That evening. It's like, give her some notice for fuck's sake. Like, she tells her literally the day of that she can't go now because mm. she was talking it over with mother. Oh. So she shouldn't be out overnight with her boyfriend. And Nina's really upset because she's like, but you know Hugh and you like him yeah. and you know he'd never like try anything oh. or whatever. But like, she trusts her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend yeah. and this has never been an issue before. And, and also, it's a school trip. It's a school trip. Like, there's teachers everywhere. So like, yeah. Um, But no. It's, that's it. Yeah, it's she's it. just like, no, puts her, puts her foot down and she's like, oh yeah, and mother wants to go to the library. So basically you're going to drive her. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, it's the first time that she's agreed to go out. And Enid said, but we're doing, um, you know, film, we're meant to be doing film stuff today. And yeah. Adele, which is really unfair, accuses Enid, I'm not looking after her grandma. Yeah, that's really mean. Yeah, that is kind of shitty. And at school, Enid tells Liz about all this and says, rightly, that her grandma's dislike of Hugh has sort of, you know, she's kind of in pushed her mother into yeah, she's seeing kind of him as manipulated her mother into to being against Hugh as well now um, but but Enid's blaming her mother for all this yeah so yeah. That, and even as she's talking Liz is like kind of sounds like you should be mad at your grandmother and she's like well my mother should know better yeah and also says and by the way I can't even do the film later because I've got to drive grandma to the library mm. so Enid hasn't been able to get hold of Hugh unsurprisingly because you know he was a she she found well, out she couldn't it. go. Like it was left so late to tell her that she couldn't go. So she had tried she tried to ring him. I think when she gets back from school, but there's no one home, and then she has to go bring her grandmother to the library. So she just doesn't get a chance to tell him until he's literally at her door there mm. to pick her up. He's kind of a dick about it. He is kind of yeah. Because I mean I understand he's pissed off. It's obviously disappointing. Yeah. But he's sort of like, listen, Edith, if you don't have time for this relationship, just say so. But personally, I don't know how much longer I can go on with a girlfriend I never see. But you, you were the one who were... He was the one who bailed off on Sunday afternoon because yeah. he had to go hang up posters or some bullshit. Exactly. So he's... This is really fair. Yeah. And she promises they'll do something else next weekend and off he goes. And inside she says to her mother, well, you know, that's that with you. He's probably not going to even speak to me again. And mother's like, don't you start. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, you know, she's like, look, we, the mother is determined to have a nice cozy family evening yeah and he's like yeah, that chance <laughs> yeah because Adele is like we've all been being a little short with each other and we need a break so let's just all try to get along basically because mm. she's obviously frustrated too with yes. Nana being such a fucking bitch as, <laughs> as well she might be <laughs> so next day Liz is writing in her diary Oof. all about Enid of course because we've got to get Liz's perspective on things. <laughs> Does it ever really happen if Liz doesn't write about it in her, gy- in her journal? <laughs> no, of course not. And basically, unsurprisingly, Liz knows something's wrong with the Nana dynamic. Mm. But, um, that Nana's kind of causing trouble, but Enid won't admit it. 
Then she's interrupted in her reverie when Jess emerges asking for bikini advice. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to do some filming down at the beach. So yeah. Jessica's like, obviously I'll wear a skimpy bikini <laughs> to deliver my piece to camera. But Elizabeth's like, maybe wear something more substantial. <laughs> and Jess says, oh, you don't just don't want me to go as a riot with all the hunks on the beach. <laughs> Brilliant. She literally says hunks. Oh, and Alice asks them to take Prince Albert along. So they do. Yeah. And they're meant to be meeting Enid at the beach, but of course there's no sign. And also, of course, Jess wants to start without her. <laughs> and they have a very busy uh, schedule planned because they're going to be that day. They're shooting beach scenes. The next week, they're planning to cover a town meeting. Very exciting. Oh the annual dance festival and an interview with Valley's oldest living resident. Okay. Fascinating stuff. But then they found Jess talking about the artist's colony that used to exist in Sweet Valley. Why can't we have more of this? What? <laughs> Who is it? What? Who was there? What? <laughs> a Californian artist's colony. Come on, man. In this white bread town. Those guys were fun. I know. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we've been ripped off. I think we've so been denied, yeah. um, d- denied some, uh, some interesting Sweet Valley backstory. <laughs> um, but of course, there's Enid is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And Prince Albert romps in the sea. But now this, right, this really annoyed me because <laughs> Prince Albert is having the best time at the beach. Of course he is. But they say he didn't often get to go to the beach. So when he did, he could hardly contain himself. Why don't they take him? Why the fuck don't they? They're always at the beach and they're always dicking around in their Fiat Spider. Like, yeah. take your poor dog with you. He obviously loves going Aww. to the beach and swimming. And they don't bring him. Let that little puppy rub. Poor little puppy. Like, he just mm. wants to swim around and jump around on the sand. They're and so ju- mean. And jump around on Jessica. Yeah. Good. Well, which is what happens, and deservedly so, because mm. they never take him to the fucking beach. Aww. And I read that, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> take Free him down Prince to the Albert. beach. You're always at the beach. Bring him. <laughs> Free the Sweet Valley one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so of course Jeffrey films Prince Albert's romps yeah because he kind of comes out of the water and like jumps up on Jessica and gets her dress all wet and she she's all like no get down but he thinks it's gas and a big game because you know he's neglected yes. and never gets to go to the damn beach just wants some attention so he's having a great time <laughs> and I can imagine that Jessica's reaction would be kind of hilarious as well. oh well yeah well, she's made up for camera so yeah. she's not having this at all <laughs> um, so the, they spend their day filming and at the end Jeff, Jeffrey and Liz are chilling on the beach but she's still a bit worried about Enid because she knows like Something is obviously. Yeah, well, the fact that she didn't show up isn't like her really as well. Yeah. So, cut to Mrs. Rollins, who is at work. We get a bit of her POV. Mm. And uh, it turns out Richard is waiting for an answer because he's asked her to marry him. Yes. After six months, like, that's pretty quick, isn't it? A little bit quick. (laughs) Moving in after six months would be a bit rash. It's no length. Calm down, Richard. And. And the only thing stopping her saying yes is the fact that Nana fucking hates her. <laughs> well, that's it, because she was kind of saying she probably would have said yes, or like a few weeks earlier, she would have, wouldn't have hesitated at all. But now that Nana is like, can't fucking stand the sight of him for <laughs> some being reason. incredibly rude. Yeah, every so time she's she... like, oh, fuck, that's kind of awkward now. But she has to, she's told him she'll give him an answer at dinner that very evening. Uh-oh. And uh, speaking of Richard, the film gang, the documentary crew, they arrive at his workplace the very next day to interview our old pal, Jeremy Frank. Frankly speaking. (laughs) Not in the nip this time. No. (laughs) Fully clothed, we can only presume. (laughs) And Enid's feeling a bit awkward because Richard is the station programme director. Quite a fancy job. Mm. And last night, it's revealed she overheard a conversation with him and her mother. Yeah, they were talking out on the doorstep, wasn't it? Mm. Um, And yeah, I think Adele was just kind of like tearfully telling him that she just needs time to let things settle down. Yeah. Um, And just trying to to, to ask for more time, basically, and that she, she needs things the way they are right now aren't, aren't super great. Yeah, but obviously she loves him. It's oh, just yeah, yeah, 
yeah. Sancho. And they sign in, the, the the documentary crew sign into the station and Jessica's all excited about seeing, as I'd say, the first man she saw in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, we don't get actual sort of on-camera Jeremy Frank. No, so we speak, don't actually see them like actually meeting them. Which I would like to see. And uh, Richard arrives and he's... Um, He's kind of friendly, but he's a bit wary because she's obviously been weird with him recently. Yeah. Yeah, um, and Nana's basically turned in it against him. Like, Yeah, so she, he's sort of joking like, oh, I guess you're not here to see me. Yeah. Um, and she, he, he hasn't heard about the video until this very moment. Yeah, he doesn't like, know that they're doing a whole documentary thing. Yeah, and he's like, well, why didn't you tell me? I, could, I would have helped you. But also then and there says, well, look, you can use a registering suite. Yeah, he's really sound. Because oh, totally he has a look at the video camera and he's like, yeah, it's the same size tape as the ones that we use. You can use our editing machines and it'll look really good and polished afterwards. And they were like, oh, this is amazing. Thank Thanks. you. Why did Dina Dawson before? Yeah, what the hell he did? <laughs> um, and uh, when he goes, the rest of them are like delighted. And Liz is a bit confused by Enid's attitude. And Enid says, oh, I just don't like him. Oh, he's just trying to make me like him by letting them use the stuff. And Liz knows there was no trouble on, between or tension between them yeah. until Nana showed mm. up. Like Richard was grand. So yeah, it was never this, an issue before. Yeah, um, but uh, Eden knows she's sort of being a bit of an arsehole even mm. to Liz, and she apologizes as they go to see Jessica throw herself at Jeremy Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh my God, Nana, <laughs> fucking hell! Next day, so I not say. Passive, passive aggressive bitch Nana <laughs> oh I didn't see because of the traffic but your room is at the back of the house Adele fuck and Adele off. just sits there having yeah. breakfast very noticeably not saying anything yeah, and like, it's like maybe she can have your room oh my god mom and Adele's <laughs> just like fuck this and Nana starts complaining with a freshly squeezed orange juice that Adele has literally picked oranges out of the trees. Their tree out back and squeezed it herself. I was like, man, that sounds fucking delicious. Not for Nana. <laughs> but yeah, it's too pulpy for Nana, apparently. And Edith's like, oh, maybe you should have strained it, Mom. She's like, strain it yourself, Edith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adele's had enough. <laughs> um, so uh, Adele really is the sandwich generation. Sandwiched between an annoying child and a one-year-old bitch of a mother. <laughs> Um, sorry, I do have genuine, you know, respect and massive sympathy for people who are looking after aging <laughs> parents, but this bitch. But in this case, she's a bitch. Oh, she's so awful. <laughs> and then she wants Nana wants to go to the shop, and she wants Edith to drive her, but Edith's doing the um, uh, doing the film yeah. that day. And then when she says, she, you know, sorry, I just I have to involved in this mm. Nana is even more passive aggressive oh until Enid just agrees to take her yeah, and join the others later Enid's like just let me know what you want and I'll, I'll pick it up for you but Nana's like oh no I, I want to go myself and compare prices but you know of course you're busy it doesn't matter what I want and it's like oh you're just the fucking worst and also it turns out when they do go on the shopping thing spoiler alert that she doesn't it's not like she has to get anything particularly nothing urgent, personal like, or yeah. urgent it's actually stuff they have in the house already yeah. she's been a pain in the arse she is and Enid at school is so upset she can't even listen to the wise words in class of Mr. Collins. Oh my God. <laughs> who sadly doesn't uh, get charity of his trademark no. wisdom really. And later to Liz she, she admits to herself that, that everything is uh, is more tense yeah. with Nana around. By the way a little aside at lunch Ken recounts <laughs> how he, I love Ken. <laughs> how he won 
a pie-eating contest. Amazing. The, his, Ken Matthews was recounting his victory at the county fair pie-eating contest the summer before. Fantastic. And he beat Winston. I love it. Start king himself. Good. Um, and Edith, or Liz sort of makes a joke about, you know, Kind of a hollow legs sort of joke. It's not particularly funny. Oh, no, but it's a, it's them being weird about food and weight and diet and I stuff as well. I call it people who eat a lot. Hogs. Yeah, or like Elizabeth says, oh, skinny people always eat like hogs. She said with a laugh, take Enid here. You should see what she does to a carton of ice cream. And then Enid's like, that's not funny. That's not funny. funny. She doesn't take it well and kind of runs off. And it's like, well, that was a weird thing to say in the first place. Yes. Like, she runs away crying. Yeah. It's a sweet valley way. But of course, it's not because of Liz. Oh, I mean, God, obviously. Because no, no. <laughs> of course, when Liz actually follows her and finds her in the loo, yeah. um, she does apolo- she apologises to Liz straight away mm-hmm. and admits that things are just really shit at home yeah. at the moment. And it's quite a, quite a mature moment when Enid says... You know, she doesn't know. She's just going to go to the library for the rest of lunch and just read and be in her own. She says, I'll be all right. People have to fall apart every once in a while. It's just my turn. Oh, quite sensible, isn't it? So um, um, when she gets home, because, you know, the plan is that Nana said she oh, would, yeah. wouldn't take long. So Nina could, or Nina, uh, <laughs> Enid could t- take her for a round and then join the documentary. And yes, group. go join the filming stuff. Yeah. Of course, Nana isn't ready to go. <sighs> turns out she just wants a fucking aspirin like that's all she wants yeah they take they her they have aspirin she, in the house she takes her to the drugstore and in fairness I know Nana's terrible but I can I can kind of side with her in this because I could spend an hour happily in an American chemist oh god me too oh my god I fucking uh, love it in there American <laughs> chemists are the best jobs they're such good they're, oh they're the best like yeah when I go on holidays I'm CBS. like I'm in CVS Walgreens <laughs> let's do this oh my god I love it me it's too. just like she watches Mrs. Langevin like pouring over the selection of aspirin and other pain relievers it's like yeah that's like me like for the sleepy tablets yeah, like, that yeah, let's get the good shit <laughs> give me those blue tablets <laughs> fucking love an American I chemist I even my sister who goes over to America for work a lot I get her to get me some melatonin tablets yeah oh like dead right they're amazing can't get them here <laughs> uh, EU health and safety regulation <laughs> Yeah, when you go to France, you can get all oh, sorts of stuff. That's true. Get, like, yeah, they're the so strict over here. But yeah, over there, it's like, yes, Excedrin, sleepy tablets. Give me Anything all the good stuff. goes. Unregulated. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I guess we can relate to her. But yeah. she is being really... But yeah, she's annoying. being a pain in the hole, basically. Well, that is my note say. Enid realises that every time Nana says she doesn't want to be a bother, it's because she is being a massive pain in the hole. Uh, literally, massive pain <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> Oh, we truly we both, are. We both just took the exact same notes. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought two people on the same day would have a massive pain in the hole? <laughs> in their notes? Oh, maybe with this book, maybe it's not that surprising. Oh, very true. Very true. And actually, yeah, Ina does realise that she's Nana's being really passive aggressive. She is, yeah. And she and her mother are bending over backwards and Nana is being very rude and selfish yeah. and not... I, you know, the, oh, sorry to be a bother is meaningless. It's because... meaningless when she's going out of her way to be awkward like yeah. that. Yeah. But realistically, Enid also feels guilty and shit about it. Yes. And also she knows, well, she's she's not going to meet the others. This is it. Like, she's missing out on all the chance to work Yeah, because she just has to mind Lana all the time. Mm. So that's it for the day. Cut to the beach disco where Guy Chesney is fiddling with his knobs. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opening line. Guy Chesney, keyboardist, keyboardist for the droids, played a few experimental chords and made some adjustments to the row of knobs on his <laughs> equaliser. 
That's what the kids are calling it these days. And uh, yeah, we got a description of the band. They're all getting ready to go. And um, the it's a packed house. Yeah. Of course. Everyone's down at the beach disco. Yep. Edith is with Hugh. Yes. Feels a bit of pressure for everything to be perfect. Yeah. Um, because of the recent tensions. And turns out that Jeffrey is filming the event. And she, uh, she remind Liz reminds uh, Enid to ask Richard if they can use the editing suite next yes. week. Yeah, and then Dana takes to the mic. <laughs> and there is an amazing introduction. So she's like, "I hope you." She gave the crowd a cool, appraising glance. Oh, she's so cool. I love her. <laughs> she's back to being cool after Yay. that terrible book. Yeah. I hope you all realize this is a momentous occasion. She began shifting from one foot to the other. She gestured to the back of the room where Jeffrey was taping the crowd. Tonight we're on film, sweet boy. So let's make this a hot night. Oh my God. There was a round of enthusiastic applause and cheering and Dana grinned. We're going to start out with a little tune I think some of you might know, she said. One, two, <laughs> one, two, three, four. And the droids launch into Meltdown. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and everybody is, it's a meltdown. They're loving it. They are going berserk. <laughs> so it's great. And uh, after the gig, Jess is interviewing people, including Bruce, who is truly back to his old self. Oh, like straight away, yeah. Please describe his uh, interview. Yeah, so Jessica's asking him what what he thinks the best thing about living in Sweet Valley is. And Bruce tossed his thick black hair out of his (gasps) eyes, gave the camera an arrogant smile. (sighs) Well, speaking as a member of the Sweet Valley's founding family, I'd have to say that its people are the best in the state, (laughs) he said smoothly. (gasps) Like, oh, he's just back to being an absolute dickhead then. (laughs) He totally is. it is good is that when he's saying this, Jessica starts making faces at him yeah. to make him lose his cool composure. <laughs> no mention of his dead uh, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Nope, guess not. He's truly <laughs> his true self. Yeah. And everybody's all asking questions about the film and, you know, when it's going to be shown. And uh, Cara suggests, uh, why don't they sort of have a premiere? Yeah. So... That's what they plan. Yeah, so yeah, Jess gets all excited and she's like, yeah, let's have it ready by next Saturday night and we can get everyone over to the house and do a premiere, basically. Next greeting. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jessica reveals that she can't come along to all the hard work of editing on Not Thursday. At all. <laughs> but of course, she'll be free for the uh, for Jeffrey to film the cheer squad. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, they have to inter- do an interview with Lila because that was a condition of her giving them the mic. Oh, that's the right. Yeah. <laughs> And Liz is pretty sure that Enid's not going to make it either. Yeah, at this stage, Enid's just kind of had to stand them up so often that she just knows she can't rely on her, which mm. isn't Enid's fault, but she just knows, like, yeah. she's probably not going to She's not blaming her, but she's no. just more in sorrow than in anger. Yeah. So on Thursday at the station, Liz and Jeffrey arrive. They ask for Richard, and he's surprised to see Enid's not there. Yeah. And he looks a bit sort of sad when Liz is like, oh, she's looking after her nana. But he's like, that bitch has ruined my life, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he takes them to the editing suite. Sweet editor, Emma Gold. Ooh. And they get to work. Six hours later, they're knackered, but it's all done. Yay! Good for them. It is very hard work, that sort of thing. And when they're on their way out, they accidentally overhear Richard and Mrs. Rollins. <gasps> Uh-oh. And she has bad news for him. Mm. It turns out she can't make the big annual broadcaster's dinner. Oh, yeah. It's like a big awards mm. dinner thing. Um, Yeah, so she's just kind of making her excuses that she can't go because she has to... Put in time, I guess, with her mother. She can't leave her home alone. Like, you yeah. would expect that she was, you know, very physically unwell. Yeah. She's not an invalid, though. Like, no. She's just a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't uh, she says look I can't expect Dina to be with her again I spend another night with her and he's like look just please come on yeah and, uh, yeah it's, it's, is, it's a big deal like it's thing. important it's to him yeah and so she goes okay and Jeff is like shit so I guess this means Ian's going to have to stay home and miss the That's, party yeah because it's the same night as their party for the, the premiere yeah and this points out well look she's not a her grandmother isn't an invalid she'll yeah. be all fine for like two hours mm. so in the Valens home Edith's eating applesauce out of a jar yeah oh, I don't know it's not very appealing to me no Mrs. Valens arrives and joins her and then Nana comes in she's all cheery yeah they're all actually having quite a nice time but then of course so yeah the golden girls Nana comes along and fucking ruins everyone's day yep um, <laughs> because she's found a film at the senior centre she wants to see but it's on Saturday night Mm-mm. so Mrs. Valens can't go and um uh, Mrs. Langever's like, oh, oh, all right, all right. As my notes say in all caps, get a fucking taxi. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> There's so many solutions to this. Like, get a taxi. <laughs> it can't be that expensive because we buy is very big. Not, yeah, people walk everywhere. It'll be fine. Oh my God. And then Mrs. Wands uh, is like, well, Enid can take you. And she's like, well, it's film night. Yeah. And Adele says uh, to to Mrs. Uh, to, to Nana it's like well look I'm sure they'll repeat the film and you yeah because I think at this stage she knows that Enid has been giving up pretty much all her free time yeah. to mind Nana so she's like look this is really important to Enid like she's been staying at home all the time lately mm. she can go to this party like yeah. we'll figure something out for you but no uh, as you know again my notes say again a taxi <laughs> yeah. but Nana doesn't even think of that and no, no one suggests it and Nana stomps off to bed and Mrs. Rollins affirms look Okay, Enid, you you do have you need to have some fun. She's being too demanding. Don't feel bad about this. Yeah, because Enid, Enid does feel bad because Nana's so upset looking, but it's just Nana being. A yeah, wagon. she feels guilty. Yeah. So back to the Casadale Wakefield, and uh, it's morning time, and Jess gives out about not getting a sneak peek of the film. We know why she hasn't <laughs> oh, got yes, it. Of course, yeah, yeah. But Liz points out that uh, if you'd come along to the editing room, she would have seen everything. Yeah. So serves you right. Yeah. Of course, Stephen's coming home to watch it. Though I suppose that is actually fair enough. I guess. Like they, his sisters made a film. He's home every weekend. Anyway. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him that. Yeah. So Enid knocks on Nana's door, and she's literally just lying there staring up at the oh ceiling. Nana's a psycho. <laughs> And my notes keep saying, okay, I know she's depressed, but oh, like... But come on! <laughs> and Edith is like, are you, are you okay? She's like, no. And Edith knows it's just a sulk. Basically. Yeah, she's sulking in bed and won't get out yeah. of bed in the and, morning, basically. <laughs> and Mrs. Rollins agrees and says that you, she's asked their next door neighbours, a very nice lady, to sit with Nana that evening. You, you would think was a 96-year-old invalid who wasn't oh looking after herself. Like she's about 70 at the most. Yeah, yeah she's fine. <sighs> and uh, she tells, Mrs. Rollins tells you, look, it'll be grand, but she's not convinced, really. Yeah. So later that evening, Mrs. Wallens gets glammed up to go out and she's delighted Enid is going out too. But, you know, the atmosphere has been unpleasant all day. Yeah, Enid's kind of just been waiting for something to go wrong all day, pretty much. Mm. And with good reason. Yeah. Because when she goes to give Nana the Wakefield's number, you know, just in case there's an emergency, Nana is all sulky <laughs> and like a fucking child <laughs> and says, oh, I don't want a stranger coming over. Yeah, she's like, I don't want that woman coming here. I don't like strangers and I don't want to be here alone. So it's like, well, what do you want from us, Nana? <laughs> Jesus. And Mrs. Fowles is like, when did you say this before? Yeah, because like li- Richard is literally outside oh, yeah, he's, waiting he's for there, her now. Yeah. Yeah. And so Adele rings the neighbours like, look, I'm really sorry to cancel at the last minute, but, you know, sorry, she 
just changed your mind. Yeah. Changed your mind. And is like satisfied. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I might get sick. Oh, God. Uh, why? What? <laughs> what's what's going to happen to you? There's literally no health issues. And then Richard is... Uh, Richard is there. Yeah. And Mrs. Vaughan's like, oh, sorry, Enid, this is the last time it goes. That's a bit shit. It is shit. She should have just told Enid, look, you go to the party, fucking Nan, it'll be grand. Yeah. <laughs> and Enid is outraged. And the worst thing is, is when she looks at Nana, that is all like smiling at oh her. Oh my God. Something out of a horror film. Isn't it? Yeah. I goes, can you get my medicine? <laughs> What's your medicine for? <laughs> You're fine. Wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> Passive aggressive. Oh. Ugh. And then Hugh turns up with flowers. Oh yeah, because he's taking Enid to the party at the Wakefield's house for the documentary. And now Enid again has to fucking stand him up on the day of. Um, Yeah, oh, it's so shit. It really is. So again, he's like, is this a game to you? It's like clearly her nana is wrecking room life. Yes. So it's it's not her fault. It's not her fault, Hugh. And then she says, if you can go, he's like, why would I? They're your friends. Yeah, fair. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit harsh to her, but uh, so he goes. And um, uh, Enid's in despair and Nana rocks up and is like, well, good. He wasn't worth it. Better off without him. Yeah, because Enid, as far as she knows, her and he have broken up now. And Nana's like, yeah, it's for the best. And she's like, for fuck's sake. (laughs) And that's when she snaps. She does. She actually does flip at her at this point because Nana has just been so awful the whole way through. And this is just the final straw. Like, she's had enough. She says... I love you and you've ruined it. You've ruined everything, Nana. I hate you. I wish you'd never come here. Why don't you just leave? Mm. And then Nana throws her head back into fights. It's like, well, if that's the way you want it, go and leave me. I'm just a poor old woman. And then he's just like, no, you're not. <laughs> you just think you are. I don't know why you can't stay home by yourself. And Nana just... She calls you selfish and just kind of storms off, I think. And uh, yeah, no, and, and actually she, she calls herself Enid selfish, but then Enid does point out, you know what, you're calling me selfish. I have bro- destroyed my social life. Oh, yeah. To go with you for n- not really much reason mm. most of the time, because it's not like she's out late in the evenings or, you know, yeah. see her other times and says, you haven't even once offered to let me go. Instead of staying with you. Yeah. Which yeah. is very fair. And then says, tell me you don't mind. Tell me you understand I need, you know, a life of my own. And yeah. then it just like stomps off. That's oh. it. So it's quite dramatic. It is. But yeah, Enid is just like, right, well, fuck this. She grabs the keys to her mother's car and fucking pegs it out the door. Yep. <laughs> She's dead right. She's heads to the party. Yeah. Or the screening, I should say. So at the Wakefield, um, Cara's a bit distracted. She's helping Jess get ready. Yeah. There's something up. Um, it turns out Stephen has gone out with Ned to rent a giant screen projection TV. <laughs> what is that? Because like, they're not screening it through a projector. They don't just screen. Which they probably have for like home movies anyway. Do they just mean that they got a projector for it? I I know, that's what I was wondering. What's the TV part? That you'd connect, yeah. I don't know. TV, I mean you couldn't get that big TVs in the 80s anyway. So it's a mystery. Anyway, it's going to be something big. And uh, Jess does notice that something's wrong with Cara. Yeah, there's something on her mind. But she's like, well, I have to wait until after this show. (laughs) And the last guests are arriving, but there's still no sign of Enid. Mm, yeah, Elizabeth is kind of surveying the crowd and mm. is like, where is she? Because like she, she, whatever about standing them up for the documentary stuff, she's like, she was definitely going to be at this. Like, Yes. Um, and even Lynn is there. Gets a little cameo. Oh yeah. Hasn't been seen for a while. But at the last minute, just as the film is about to start, Enid sort of slips in. Yeah. So Liz could start the film. And uh, there's a little, all the, the Sweet Valley denizens are, are the stars of the show. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, she kind of introduces um, just the show and just says thanks to everybody for coming. But yeah, she actually does motion for Ina to join them up at the front to kind of take her credit, but she she won't. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, when it starts up, oh, just... I know we say it sounds like a really boring documentary but this bit does sound kind of cool <laughs> go on describe <laughs> so it's like Jessica appears and says welcome to Sweet Valley California my hometown and then it's like a series of images replaced her ocean waves gulls circling above the beach palm trees lining the road out to the mall one by one the faces of students of Sweet Valley High flashed onto the screen this is great Neil Fremont hitting a tennis ball the cheerleaders forming a pyramid Winston Egbert Tom McKay Ken Matthews and Aaron Dallas pressing their noses flat against the cafeteria window <laughs> Olivia Davidson, Penny Ayala, and Mr. Collins in the newspaper hey. office. Lila Fowler in her lime green triumph. Yay. Face after face flickered across the screen. Each one greeted with screams of laughter and thunderous applause. Like, it sounds class. It's the TV it's, show yeah. that should sweet have been. Valley, sweet Valley, sweet Valley High. Oh, if the TV show had been that good. That's it. I'll never stop being disappointed about that. I know. I remember it started when I was in college and me and my sister Jenny were so, were genuinely, we were Saturday morning, we were like, like, oh my god this is fucking amazing I can't yeah. wait and it was just so bad yeah. and not bad in a good way no frustratingly bad <laughs> like it was you know they they tried to make it a sort of Saved by the Bell yeah that's comedy. kind of what they were going for yeah it just didn't work it just they didn't sh- have any of the Sweet Valley madness that it needed really it should have been like uh, sort of low budget Beverly Hills yeah but it was not no what could have been? Oh well, not too late. We're still hoping for that film. Yeah. To, oh my god. To, to meet the <laughs> it's like every so often there's news about a film and then everything goes quiet for a couple of years. And I'm like, like, come well, on. There is a graphic novel. There is actually. That's is that that's out been, I wonder. That's been like due to be released like for the last two years. It's like the date keeps moving out and I out know. and out. But there was cover art released recently yes. that we put up on Twitter actually, yeah. which is lovely looking. They should so. have let the two of us do it. <laughs> oh, imagine <laughs> if anyone's listening. <laughs> We're Karen is a professional designer. <laughs> Just say the word and we will be in there. We're on the case. So unsurprisingly, this film is uh, is amazing. Oh, everyone loves it. And like everyone loves it because they're in it. Well, like, yeah. let's face it. Anyone outside the town isn't going to give a shit about this thing. Oh, no. Though they might like the bit with Winston because that does sound quite funny. Yeah, that's true. I would like to see that myself. And uh, when it's over, it's time to party. Yeah. And at first Jessica's a bit like, what the hell? When she sees all the bits they left in with like Winston messing up her shot and Prince Albert jumping up and down on her. But because it was such a smashing success, she's like, actually, this is fine. Yeah. Also, they're by far the most interesting parts about the whole thing. True, yeah. So, you know, they, she, she, she probably recognises that it would be pretty tedious without them. And Liz takes Enid upstairs to talk because she's the only one who's not, you know, uh, in party mode. Yeah. And Enid tells all. Yeah, she just comes out with the whole thing um, and just how terrible she feels about it as well. She starts crying. Like, she's really upset. Yeah. And she she acknowledges that Nana was taking advantage of her and manipulating her and Adele and sort of turning them against each other. Yeah. And, and against Hugh. But she, even as she says it, she gets guilty. And she's like, oh, I bet Nana will have some sort of attack. Oh, and Edith, Elizabeth's like, what? Yeah, well, Edith is racked with guilt because she did say to her that she hated her. Yeah, <laughs> which that was kind pretty of, harsh. Yeah. I think if I'd said... I hate you to any older member well, of my Yeah, like you would immediately feel, feel terrible. You, yeah. Um, so she arrives home. The house is in darkness. <gasps> and she's freaked out. Oh my God. Yeah, she's kind of running around all over the house, checking the bathroom and the bedroom and she there's no the sign. Maid, maid <laughs> For some reason, downstairs. she doesn't check the kitchen, <laughs> which is where her grandmother is. <laughs> yes, because she can smell ginger coming from the back of the house. <gasps> oh. And who's there? Why, well, it's Nana. 
with her rosy cheeks, sparkling eyes and warm, loving smile. Oh, where's this bitch been all this time? <laughs> where indeed? Yeah. Because uh, she apologises to Edith. And she basically says, uh, you know, after her husband died, she was feeling so sorry for herself. She saw her, which is, you know, fair enough. I'm pretty mm. sure I'd be feeling pretty shit as well. She saw herself as a helpless old woman. So that's what she became. And then when she saw how busy Enid and Dell's lives were, she decided the only way she could get attention was to demand it. Oh, man. But now she realises how wrong that was. Yeah, she does. She sees the error of her ways and she apologises for being such a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> but she has a sensible plan. Oh yeah what to do next Yeah she's She's decided She's going to go back To Chicago mm. And Enid is like Well now that she's actually Being nice and normal again Enid's like No I want you to stay with us And she's like No Yeah I've been, I was just running away From my sadness mm. And I have to You know Just go I've got to just pick up My old life Rather than run away from it Yeah So she's she, very sensible It really is Yeah So she decides She's going to stay with some friends When she goes back So yeah she must have Sold the house I guess Yeah That was very quick though Wasn't it It's like a week yeah, that's way too quick. Mm. Um, so she's going to stay with friends and look for a small apartment in her old neighbourhood. Yeah. So then she can, you know, be around people that she knows. As opposed to stuck it around <laughs> yeah. in uh, the arse end of nowhere. Mm. And then Hugh turns up and he apologises for being a dick as well he might. Yeah. And he admires her for looking after Nada. Oh. But he understands that, you know, he might have crossed a line in his callousness. And he'll understand if she doesn't want to see him. But of course, like, come back, you. Let me introduce you to my lovely Nana. Hooray. And Nana's charming. Yeah. And she's made ginger snaps as well, which is why it smelled like ginger in the kitchen. So they're mm. all sitting around eating biscuits and having a lovely time. Yes. Mrs. Rollins comes back and finds them playing a wild game of charades. <laughs> that does sound like a good evening. Yeah. And Nana offers her a ginger snap and tells her, right, I'm moving back to Chicago. Yeah. And Adele's just like, oh, okay, give yeah. me some biscuits. She doesn't apologise to Adele, though. For trying oh, to God. fucking ruin her life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, one more outstanding apology there, Nana. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Yeah. We're Everything's all good fine. again. Yeah. And uh, Nana will never be heard of again. <laughs> Thank God. She's gone forever. <laughs> good riddance. Yeah. Oh, I'm so harsh now. I don't feel guilty myself. <laughs> So back at the Wakefield uh, Spanish style ranch house, the party's over and Jess is chilling with Lila and Cara. Mm. But again, like, Jess knows that something's not, not right. Yeah, she says that Cara is kind of moody and preoccupied. Mm. And Lila asks if Jess invited a, a guest at the party, Abby Richardson. Yeah. Hitherto unmentioned who? <laughs> like so many before and, yeah, and after her. Apparently they used to be friends in ninth grade, her and Abby and Lila. Yeah. And then she uh, started going out with a guy from Palisades last year. Yeah. All these inter-school romances. Mm. A lot of forbidden love going on in <laughs> Dubai. And just like, oh, I didn't invite her. And Steve, or Lila says, well, she was invite- dancing with Stephen. Oh. So, you know, what's that about? Mm-hmm. And Cara flushes <gasps> oh my God. at this. And Jess is determined to find out what's up. So that's the end. Can you read us out? Yeah, so at the very end, we've got Is Trouble Brewing Between Cara and Stephen? Find out in Pretenses. <gasps> Sweet Valley High, number 44. And that's it. Sinead. That was uh, Hard Choices. choices. And uh, one of our least favourite characters yeah. so far is a grieving old woman because <laughs> oh, that's God. the sort of people we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are so cold. Oh, well. <laughs> so do you have any stats and outfits? Oh, you are not going to be happy. <laughs> oh, God damn it. This has been a very bad we're ha- run. We're having a bad run. So the blue, are. the blue green eyes got one mention. What? The blondness got one mention. Uh, I know. I wrote down, call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually almost too stunned to laugh. I know. 
completely forgot they were blonde and had blue eyes. How could they? It's a crime against pretty God bad. and nature. Yeah. And uh, any outfits? There's one outfit. What the fuck? I know, but it's pretty good. Okay. Go um, it's when Jessica's on camera at first when she's walking through town. <gasps> she borrows an outfit from um, from Elizabeth. So she's changed from her school clothes mm-hmm. into Elizabeth's white linen suit. Oh my and God. And a bright blue blouse. <laughs> Why does Elizabeth have these clothes? <laughs> I know she, she's shopping in that. What was it? Gun sacks? Gunny sacks. Yeah. yeah. She's the hoe from Del Monte. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope she was wearing a sort of fedora. You can only well. hope. <laughs> <laughs> like the Duchess from... Uh, oh my God, yes. I don't know for now again. <laughs> you have the white suits. Brilliant. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Well, that very underwhelming mm. ending. I've got to say, they like... They really uh, decided to pull it back. We're back in the kind of random or wilderness, I think, now again. Oh, we? God, we totally are. And yeah. also we're back in the, I mean, not even back. They're, it's a new a new low in drama. Because <laughs> <laughs> like the, the last the, you know, the last book, the cliffhanger was, <gasps> will Edith's grandmother <laughs> cause any trouble? Yeah. And then in this one, it's like, What's up with Stephen and this random girl we've never heard of before? Who cares? Yeah. It's like, oh, God. Just was it only a few books ago that people were dying and boats were exploding? Exploding twice. (laughs) (laughs) Once is not enough. So good. Well, we'll try and rack up some enthusiasm. Do we have any more exciting books coming up? I'm just going to have a quick look at the list. Sure. I don't know if we do. The list might only go as far as where we are now with it, though. Oh, true. I'll look. In, uh, we we always record three books in a row, and um, we this is the third of our session. No, I don't know what book is coming up after that either. But I don't know. Maybe for a summer special, it might be time to liven we things up. Jump soon. into some super editions. Yeah. yeah, and they're also starting to get into the super thrillers as oh. well. So there's well, a lot of there's potential for excitement just outside is. of the regular timeline. <laughs> if the next few books look like they're going to be too boring, yeah, we might liven things up. A we bit. might spice it up with yeah, a little uh, sprinkle in a bit of perfect summer or something. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the one where lo- they're au pairs on a beach and like one of them? I think it's Lila falls in love with a rock star. Oh, when they're working uh, for the summer, Malibu summer. Oh, I think you're they right. Went to Malibu for the summer. That's it. Oh, yeah, maybe we should do that. Mm. That's got some summer special. <laughs> okay, watch this space. If you want to find out more, then do follow us at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail And we are members on the Headstuff Podcast Network, and you can find uh, more about the network and all the amazing shows that it produces at HS Pod Network and this Headstuff. And please don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Podcasts because it really does, as I know it's a cliche in podcasts, it helps people to find out about it. Really it really does, yeah. It's, um, it's really, and it's lovely, so lovely to see people reviewing us. I know, we especially love you guys. The, the day we found out we could read international yeah, reviews. It's game changer. I know. <laughs> so, thank you to everybody who's left a review. We really appreciate we it. And we always love hearing from all of you. Um, it, it's, it's a constant source of amusement. And I often <laughs> laugh out loud. Somebody, and I can't remember who, suggested that the theme song for last, uh, for the Regina episode should have been White Lines Don't Do It Oh amazing I cannot believe we didn't think of that beforehand so we totally missed a trick there Uh, so yeah send all questions comments suggestions uh, thoughts on which is the most boring 
Street Valley book. I think <laughs> this is now up for debate because... Yeah, we're getting into a bit of a desert here. <laughs> oh God, we really are. Uh, so yeah, you know where to find us and we will be back in two weeks when we find out what the fuck is... <laughs> who is Abby Richardson? I don't know. I don't care. It's pretenses. We'll yeah. just... <laughs> See you then, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.